Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugelsang. This is SiriusXM Progress. I want to play another clip from earlier today. We played some of Amy Klomashar before talking about this 10-year-old girl that I think is about to become the most famous anonymous person in our country. Here is Senator Klobuchar today pretty much saying the worst is yet to come regarding reproductive rights. Over 20 states, in just 20 days, over 20 states have laws in place that could be used to restrict access to abortion. 25 states in total are expected to ban abortion in the days and the weeks ahead. But, colleagues, I am afraid that the worst is yet to come. Legislation was introduced in Missouri to allow private citizens to act as vigilantes and sue people who help women cross state lines for reproductive care. Vigilantes, just like we saw in Texas. Here's Senator Sherrod Brown, friend of this show, talking about legislation that would actually protect people who are traveling to different states for reproductive care, a measure that was killed today by one senator from the minority party from Oklahoma. Here's Sherrod Brown. I'm Catherine Cortez Masto, the senator from Nevada, freshman, uh, completing her first term running for re-election, is the sponsor of this bill, Freedom to Travel for Health Care. It protects women and girls and healthcare professionals who serve them that, that need to go out of state because of such uh, Neanderthal-like laws uh, stopping women, even even pa- anything past six weeks, even uh, no protections in so many of these states like mine for health of the mother, for um, rape and incest. It's just so extreme, and we need to make sure we protect those women and their families and their physicians uh, and their health care providers if they need to go out of state. And of course, once again, that measure was killed by Senator James Langford of Oklahoma, handing the Democrats yet another gift that the Republican Party is against women's rights to freely travel from state to state if the women are pregnant. Guys, they really stepped in it. They've really made a mess. And Donald Trump is not helping them. Again, we mentioned this briefly in the last hour with Professor Brett Schneider. Trump tried to call a former member of his White House support staff after the Cassidy Hutchinson testimony to the committee last week. Um, This White House staffer he called was in a position to corroborate part of what Ms. Hutchinson had said. Multiple witnesses have come forward about this. They haven't said the person's name yet. But Liz Cheney announced this in a very dramatic moment at the end of this week's hearing. She said that Trump tried to call an unnamed witness, and she pretty much strongly, well, she didn't just suggest it. She said witness tampering happened. She said the witness declined to answer or respond 
to Trump's call and instead called their lawyer right away. Very smart person. This is a person who's afraid of getting in trouble with the Department of Justice. This is a person who's afraid of getting in trouble with this committee. Why? Look at Steve Bannon. This is not some toothless Democratic committee. They're actually doing stuff. They hired a Cheney, someone from one of the most evil families in the world, to help them do something right. And this committee has been really worried in the past about potential witness tampering as well. Uh, Jamie Raskin said this has been an ongoing pattern. We're trying to send the message that witness tampering is a crime in the United States of America. People should not be approaching witnesses to try to get them to alter their testimony. Now we hear reports that this still unnamed witness is not going to testify before the committee to corroborate Cassidy Hutchinson, which begs the question, did Trump succeed? Did Trump just by calling not getting through, even though this news has been leaked. Did Trump succeed in intimidating this potential witness out of testimony? That's what's amazing. Like, they already know. Liz Cheney, Jamie Raskin, Adam Schiff, Benny Thompson, they know he interfered with a witness. They teased it, they leaked it, they confirmed it. They know Trump did all of this. They know it, and they are controlling the narrative, and they are letting it come out bit by bit. Very, very fascinating to watch this happen. We're at 866-997-GRIT, and I want to talk a bit about how this looks for the midterms. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Mitch in Kent State, you've been on hold forever. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, John. Appreciate the, taking my call. Uh, last night, real quick, John, if I may, I'm going to go music here first. Uh, we were talking about, you were talking about uh, George Harrison's Live in Japan with, uh, with Clapton. Uh, I know I have that CD, but you know, that never showed up on film, has it? No, no. And I actually asked George about this. They filmed every one of those shows in Japan. Um, And it was a beautiful concert. The live album they put out didn't even play the whole thing. Harrison would come out and play uh, like an opening set. And then he would leave the stage and Clapton and his band would do a four song set every night. Mm -hmm. They did not do Layla, but they did Wonderful Tonight, (laughs) which Clapton wrote about, you know, George Harrison's wife. Uh, And then Harrison would come back for an act two. And they filmed every show. There was a bootleg I bought with the Clapton set included. But they filmed every show. They never released it. They did release a few music videos um, of George performing. Uh, A couple of the songs you can see on YouTube, and they released with a box set. But never a full concert film. After 30 years, they've still never done it. And it's worth watching the clips they put out just to see, uh, you know, the song Cloud Nine. I always wondered, why would George want to play that song on his tour? It's a fine song, but why that? And when I saw the video, it's because he was playing beautiful slide guitar, something he never did as a Beatle. And there's not a lot of footage out there on the YouTubes of George Harrison playing guitar in front of a live audience. There's really not a lot. So it's pretty amazing to watch for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I was always hoping that uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the shows would surface, but uh, I love the album anyway. And uh, speaking of albums, you know, uh, today in the state, uh, 1986, Knocked out and loaded was released. <laughs> I know we, we uh, talked about that one before, but uh, of course with the Brownsville girl on the. On the That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, today's the anniversary of what is considered to be maybe not Bob Dylan's worst album, but one of his worst albums, right? But it's, it's going to grown to kind of a cult album now. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, it was, no, uh, so- no, it's just diehard Bob Dylan fans like me feel they have to own it. But no, it's it's not. It's it's it. it I think it peaked at number fifty three on the charts in the U.S. Um, and only number thirty five in the U.K. It's 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 considered one of his three or four weakest records. And I think Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers were his backup band for a lot yeah, of it. The whole band there, yeah, and uh, 
I was actually recorded during the uh, uh, Empire Burlesque sessions. I didn't know that. Uh, I think that's a much better album. That album was derided oh, at the time, that. but I think it's aged. It's it's eighties to hell, but it's aged pretty well. But this album, this album was really it got very negative reviews. Yeah. Um, it just happened to have one of Bob Dylan's best songs he ever wrote on it, which was Brownsville Girl, which you mentioned, which he wrote with Sam Shepard, which is like this eleven minute epic. But I mean, it's a, it's a weird record. I mean, he's doing like Chris Christopherson songs, you know, and um, Carol Bayer Sager. He did a Carol Bayer Sager song under your spell that that she wrote for him. She tells a story about that. It's a, it's a, it's a weird record, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. We can be real about this. Bob Dylan only wrote like four of the songs on it. It's a weird record. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to dig deep here again, John. Uh, 1972, uh, about this time, actually. Uh, well, of course, Clarence uh, White of the Birds died. Uh, he played an excellent mandolin. But we wow. saw him at, uh, at the college here in 1972. It was one of their last shows before they broke up and did that little mini uh, reunion there uh, uh, on uh, on lecture. On, um, you've asylum. out-geeked me here. I didn't know. You've, you've completely out-geeked me on this. But we, yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it was Roger McGuinn's birthday yesterday. He turned 80 yesterday. Right. and, and right. Uh, he's one of our favorite guests we've ever had. Oh yeah, but yeah, Clarence White was a, a ladder bird. Uh, you know, he's more of a country influence from the Flying Blue, Flying Blue Brothers. Uh, okay. Came from that, uh, from that oh, I had no idea. Yeah, uh, great. And then John, uh, I'm going to get back to politics real quick. Lori Lightfoot, uh, mayor of Chicago. I, I missed this uh, a couple of days ago, but uh, her uh, response to the Roe uh, decision just uh, uh, spot on. Talking about you know how you know. It's, it's, this whole thing is going to you know, come back and bite uh, Republicans in the ass because what they're trying to do is, is we should try to make the point or you know that uh, it was the same thing with guns. Okay, you take these across the we'll, uh, these prosecutions that they're going to try to do on doctors and 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 uh, ones who are seeking abortions. Well, what about the guns that are being carried across state lines also? You know, because she has that same problem there with, with guns being uh, transferred from uh, Indiana to Illinois. Right. So, you know they. Uh, she just uh, trying to make a point there that uh, this ain't right, and uh, go ahead and try it because it, it, it's be careful what you wish for it because it may happen. Uh, just you know, just, to, just yeah. her uh, response to that was just uh, spot on. I mean, I don't have the whole thing in front of me here, but uh, I, she uh, you know, I just explained it well. You know, I think I think a lot of people had resistance fatigue, Mitch, and in the last few weeks they're getting over it, and people are getting angry again, like they did when Trump was elected. Uh, somebody wrote a paper today, a little, little small story here. She, they made kind of an analogy about uh, democracy and, uh, and, uh, and issues of the day. Anyway, it was a, a story of a, um, a wife and, uh, and her husband and her child uh, sailing, and the boat capsized, okay? Yeah. Well, uh, the uh, wife and, uh, gave the uh, life vest to the wife and child, but the boat was turning over and, 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 and uh so the, uh, the 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 man re- re- uprighted the boat back up again to uh, to uh, get back upright again. I'm following anyway, you. I guess long story short, the the wife uh, said, "Well, how come you worked on the boat first before attending to us? You know, we should have been first. He said, "No, we need the boat up first. In other words, the boat is democracy. We get the boat upright first, then we attend to the uh, issues of the day." I guess very that's nice. What trying to say. Uh, you know, because uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this gentleman named uh, D- David David Urban. Uh, he was a um, uh, Trump advisor back uh, in, the, in, uh, in the last election. Okay. Uh, trying to equate, you know, that uh, 
you know, of course, yeah, inflation and all the other you know issues of the day right now are are, are you know making headlines. But let's right. face it, it's democracy. It's 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 the, the you know front and center. It's all of it, Mitch. It's all of it. It's all of it. Inflation is going to be a factor no matter what. And and by the way, inflation is number one what the Republicans are going to be running on. So we can't just discount it. It's a problem. It's not Biden's fault. But people who want to blame Biden for it will blame Biden for it. And the whole race is on to how how do we reach the middle? How do we get the middle during a time of great inflation to want to show up and vote when fucking gas is so expensive, when everything's raised in price? I mean, this this a lot of people in the center will be saying, hey, you promised change. What is all this? So they don't follow the news like most like like those of us who are news nerds. So this is going to be the whole race. And I can tell you, inflation is going to be a factor no matter what. I happen to think if there's if we see prices go down by Election Day, then it can only help Biden. I mean, if gas prices have gone down for 31 straight days, imagine if gas prices are reasonable again by election time, how hard the Democrats can run on that. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're right, John. But you know, I, you know, I'm thinking back. You know, during the Carter, uh, Carter day, I know the, the struggles he had with inflation, and you know, well, then, and then, you know, the other thing was with the, uh, the with the uh, hostages situation. You know, Jimmy yeah. Carter had a lot going on at the same time there, but it didn't. And have- Democrats and Democrats are pinatas. I mean, too many times yeah. we've seen Democrats just be punching bags over and over again. But, part uh, of the jo- look how Obama handled it, you know. I mean, part of the job is you just have to take it. You know, you're going to be a pinata. Barack Obama, everyone wanted him to get angry, and he knew if he ever got angry, how bad it would look. I mean, look at Bill Clinton. Whatever you think of Bill Clinton, he was a rock. Everything they threw at that guy for years, he was a rock. It's a hard job, and it's easy to see how a nice guy, um, or let's just say maybe an older gentleman who's not really in a fighting state, can get run over by this steamroller of fascism. Yeah, uh, you know, John, it's just the, just these Republican, Republican pundits that uh, they try to put on this uh, this false equivalency about you know, well, you know, January sixth, yeah, yeah, it was there, but we got uh, stuff that Biden, uh, you know, that uh, is not handling well. Okay, yeah, but there's, there's a false equivalency. January sixth, sure I think, is it, still uh, over and above all the other issues. I'm sorry, but, you know, if you don't have democracy, you ain't got nothing else anyway. You know, yeah, you I would phrase it, then I would phrase it differently. I would say, I would say, democracy is is you know the threat to democracy is above all else because most people you know don't care about january 6th most people aren't watching these hearings like we news nerds are and like the republicans are ignoring so i think we have to talk about the ongoing threat to our democracy because you say january 6th the average civilian is going to think you're just you know hung up on donald trump and we have to really really be clear with the messaging here yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it, you know, you're around. I appreciate it. Uh, by the way, you, you got my tickets yes. for Chicago. By the way, if we got our tickets in today, you're going to come on down. Fantastic. We'll we will Chicago, see you yeah. there. Sure. Yep. Looking Mitch, thank you. It. Great. Yeah, thank we're you. we're going to be in Chicago in uh, in late September with the sexy liberal tour featuring Stephanie Miller and Hal Sparks and Frangela and myself. We'll be in Los Angeles the 22nd of October and next weekend. Guess I got to promote this. Um, I'm going to be headlining in D.C. with our friend John Poveromo at the D.C. Comedy Loft. Come on down. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. It's going to be crazy fun. I've never played this room. I hear this room is a real, real party. And I'm really thrilled to go back and do stand-up in D.C. for the first time since the plague. I went and saw Joe Biden do his set at the Correspondence Center. I'm like, damn, Joe Biden's 79 and he's doing stand-up in D.C.? I'm, i got to fucking get back on stage. <laughs> And by the way, you were with uh, Mark Riccadonna last night, is that right? 
Yeah, uh, that was two nights ago. I was I, yeah, I was yeah. with Mark doing a show uh, over in the uh, oh uh, comic strip here in New York. Yeah, we saw him a couple weeks ago here in in uh, Kent. So uh, love the guy, great guy. Right on. By the way, uh, Jim Fogarty says uh, he loves you, Mitch. But uh, <laughs> Clarence White did not play mandolin. His brother Roland did. He was never oh. in the Flying Burrito Brothers. Oh. Um, his claim what? to fame was B Bender Telecaster and bluegrass flat picking guitar. So the fight's on, uh, Mitch. You and Jim Fogarty have to take have to have to duke it out on Twitter. I'm busted. Because <laughs> Mitch, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I gotta run, but thank you so much for the call, sir. Thank you. Eight six six. Thank you. Eight six six nine nine seven. Grit. You know, I have this snooky footage. I want to play this. So I'm not going to play it yet. But John Fetterman, he's still recovering from a stroke, but man, he is trolling Doctor Oz brilliantly. If you wanted everyone to be reminded. In Pennsylvania, all the voters to be reminded that Dr. Oz is actually really from Jersey and lives in Jersey. What better trolling than hiring Snooky from Jersey Shore to do a cameo video to Dr. Oz, reminding him about how Jersey he is? I, I never thought I'd find myself praising Snooky, and I'm afraid, friends, it's going to happen on tonight's show. Let's get back to the phones. We're at 866-997-GRIT. Judd in Arizona, thank you so much for your patience. Hey, how you doing, John? I've never, never called you before. Very honored. Uh, you know, I, thank you. I talked to uh, Tom Hartman and you know Dean Abudala. I wanted to call oh. Dean today because I heard, I heard on Tom's show that one of his New Jersey people was was one of the people Tom was talking about that uh, was was one of these people blocking taxes on the wealthy for really for a new. You know, they're they're trying to get something new. Yeah, that Mikey Cheryl girl. Okay. Um, was one of the names that Thomas. Anyway, I want to find out about um, you know how you're saying you don't care if he goes to jail. Nope. Um, I. I don't. I. I, I just want to see, you know I, I so much I've never. He he deserves it, man. I mean. Oh, I know he deserves it. I know he deserves it. But you know George W. Bush deserved it for a million dead Iraqis based on a lie. I mean, a lot of people in the Reagan administration yeah. deserved it for Iran-Contra arming both sides of the Iran-Iraq war. Like, we've, we've had sure, guilty presidents sure. before, and I'm not saying Trump doesn't right. deserve I, it. I, I just figure, you know, that's why Bill Barr came clean, because he knew that John Mitchell went to jail back in Watergate. Yeah, but that, well, yeah. If gone to jail back in Watergate, would, would Trump have done what he did? Yeah. Well, I think you're right. I think Trump might have been more afraid if if Gerald Ford had actually been a leader and not pardoned Richard Nixon. And I think that I'm sorry, the founders, I think, kind of intended the leaders to be afraid of the people in this country. I want leaders to be afraid of criminality. I want every leader in America to know that if they break the law, they can go to jail. We had a whole war to not have a king. And yet time and time again, we see these presidents get away with unspeakable crimes. My point is, I don't prioritize putting Donald Trump in jail for a number of reasons. Number one, I'm much more concerned about the future than the past. I, I, I'm really much more concerned about the legislatures so that I. might do this. So and I, so, I, I maybe, mean, and if putting him in jail helps those legislatures behave themselves, then I'm all for it. But honestly, yeah. I think Donald Trump is – he may be worth a lot more outside prison than inside prison because – Joe Biden, if he decides to run again, will be 117 years old in two years. <laughs> I, right? He's, he's 79 now, so he'll be 117 in two years. Now, this New York yeah. Times article we read that showed, oh, everyone, no, no one wants Biden to run again, his own party, 26% of a... It also showed 
that unpopular 100-year-old Joe Biden beats Donald Trump in every swing state. Yep. I don't know if yep. Joe I, Biden I or any— Joe. You know, I, I love him, too. I, 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 I love him. I, the, the old man Joe Biden, I like. I've never liked Joe Biden, but old Joe Biden is president. He's my favorite version. My point is, yep. I don't know if there's any Democrat that could beat, say, a Ron DeSantis with inflation this high. But I think almost any Democrat could beat a Donald Trump. And if Donald Trump decided he wanted to say screw you to the GOP and run third party, I'd rather him have the freedom to wreck the Republicans than have him in jail (laughs) and a clear takeoff for Ron DeSantis. I I think these things through way too much, man, but that's where I stand on it. Yeah, well, you know, John, I'm I'm a 63-year-old truck driver. Thank you for your service. I really want to retire, but I don't know if I can, you know, I, I didn't start driving until I was over 50. And, uh, I, you know, I don't have a ton of money, and, and I don't think I can retire without Social Security. And yeah. these Republicans, you know, they seem hell-bent on uh, making it go bye-bye. Well, they do, but they're trying to do it a tasteful way, right? No president will ever want to be the president who takes away Social Security. You know, like no, no one, not even Ron Paul would be would want to be the president who does away with it. So they'll try to do what Bush really tried to do. George W. Bush's greatest failure as president was that he never got around to privatizing Social Security. Yeah. That might have been the greatest act of resistance. Good job on him. Medicare, though, didn't he? He sure did. Yeah, but he never got to privatize it. And they want to say, what, what, what is your money doing there? That money should be turned over to the stock market. That money should be scratch off cards. That's what they want. And my problem with yep. this is it might be good for some people, but it does not provide an adequate safety net. And I just love right. America so much, and I'm so pro-life. I want to keep it there in place, as Al Gore said, in a lockbox. So yep. they can try and do it, and they will lose on it. I hope so. My, you know, my brother, who's three years old, and he says, you know, he can't imagine, you know, that they could ever get away with it, you know, that the people would, you know, really rise up if they tried to take away Social Security. Yep. Yep. Oh, they would. And that's why they'll never do it. They'll never do it, you know, overtly. They'll try to do things like we, Bush we, did. Yeah, we, we, you know, we said they'd never do Roe v. Wade, and here we are. Yep. Yep. When I was younger, I thought they'd never do Roe v. Wade. I will always say it. When, when they blocked Merrick Garland for the Supreme Court, that's when I knew they were going to cheat and do anything they could to do it. And you know what? They did yeah. it. And you know what? They're stupid, and now they're stuck, that, and it's going to be a hellish yeah, couple damn, of years for Republicans. That damn Mitch McConnell, I mean, you know, he's really the worst. I mean, he was, <laughs> I, I, I was joking that, that he must have uh, uh, introduced uh, Trumpy to, to Putin, <laughs> you know? It's like, how did he know? Yeah, did I don't he, think it was Mitch. Know, uh, yeah. I don't think it was Mitch, but I don't think Mitch would ever. I, I think Mitch McConnell could like literally have the P tape and would keep it to himself. I, I do. I just I just think Mitch. Look, it's a cult of selfishness. That's what it's always been. Yeah. The conservative right yeah. in America has always been people who look out for for just themselves getting together. And that's why they always turn on each other. And McConnell and Trump yeah. have unofficially turned on each other. At some point, Rudy and Trump will openly turn on each other. It's going to happen. These yeah, people I'd, are fascists. They don't care about other people. I'd. I'd love I'd love to see both Rudy and 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 Donnie end up you know behind bars and be cellmates. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I think it'd be fantastic. I, I again I don't think it'll happen, and I don't think it'll happen for Giuliani either. Yeah. Giuliani could face disbarment maybe, but um, yeah. I don't. 
think they're going to let a former attorney general of his stature do time. I just think the people who own this country own this country, and they watch out for their own. And again, for me, Donald Trump's penance is not going to be in a prison cell. Donald Trump is going to be shoveling money into a furnace of billable hours for defense attorneys for the rest of his miserable life. Let the courts bleed him dry. He is in a lot of trouble. I would not trade places with Donald Trump for anything right now. And his life is going to be really, really hard. Look, right now, right now, he's got investigations by the federal prosecutors over the insurrection and the White House documents investigation and the election interference. The D.C. attorney general is looking into the financial fraud from his inaugural committee. The Manhattan DA is still going after the financial fraud in the Trump organization. The New York State Attorney General is going after the Trump organization. The Westchester County District Attorney is going after the Trump Association. Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney is going after him for criminal election interference in Florida. The SEC is going after him for his social media company. And we have these hearings on TV over January 6th. Like, Donald Trump is going to be broke, motherfucker. He's got to run for president just to raise money off these rubes to pay his defense attorneys. Watch for this man to start selling golf courses. I'd rather just, rather than need to see him in jail... He's cooked. He's done like disco. Use him to your advantage, Democrats. Use him against Republicans who are trying to cut him loose. And take a moment and stop and smell the train wreck that is his life. <laughs> you, are, you are a funny man, John. Stop and smell the train wreck. It's just my spiritual way of looking at things. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy talking to you. And uh, Thank you, John. You know, maybe, uh, hope I call back again sometime. I'm, I hope you do you as know, well. I, I was... I was born in L.A. You know, I, I like to tell people I was born in 1959 in the United States of America. Here we are today living in the United States of greed. Yeah, the divided tribes of America. Man, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Please give us a call anytime, Judd, and thank you for your service as a trucker. I really mean it. Our economy relies on guys like you, men and women like you. Quick break. We'll be right back with more of your calls. This is Progress. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I'm John Fugel saying this is Series XM Progress. I'm so happy to welcome Keith Price back to our show. Comic <sighs> actor, 
broadcaster extraordinaire. Keith was the first openly gay black radio host at Sirius XM on the late lamented breakthrough channel OutCue. Do yourself a favor and subscribe to his wonderful Broadway podcast, Keith Price's Curtain Call. Keith. Hey, you know what? It's so funny. Here's the merging of Broadway and history. So this week, there's a show called Paradise Square that just announced this big closing. Like that, op- it was opened <laughs> up until Sunday, and then they were like, next Sunday we're closing. So it's like the fastest closing ever. Wow. But that particular play, the, the piece, um, is the music and stuff is written part by Larry Kerwin, who is one of the serious XM, like Celtic channel guys. Oh, right. The guy from Black 47. He's been on our show. Yes. He's great. Yeah. So he's one of the writers of that show. Ah. First of all, so there's that symmetry. So he's Tony nominated. But that particular show talks specifically about the whole riot that happened for um, in the five point section of New York riots. at wow. the time. Oh, wow. Yes. And and how at that particular point in time, the Irish American, the Irish immigrants that were coming in and black people that were living still in Manhattan, they were living coexisting and intermarrying and uh, allegedly i you know at least that's what happens in the musical but like <laughs> that's what was was going on and it was part of that gangs of new york period and that's so right. and the thing that i've forgotten and or had forgotten was that slavery in new york had ended in 1827 so from 1827 until 1863 black people were free in new york that's city right. that's right and so so, which explains Brownsville, <laughs> just saying, because um, everybody moved to Brooklyn at some point. But yeah, but it's interesting that you that that the today is the beginning of that riot. And that musical is specifically about that particular period of time and wow. all these interesting characters that were around it. And it's closing on this date. And it's closing days, on Sunday. Yeah. Wow. Well, a lot and the on, woman lot... who was in it is who's the one who won the Tony Award for best leading actress in a musical. That, that's Joanna, what's happening now, right? Like everything that didn't win the big Tony Awards is going to start closing down, right? Yep. Well, I mean, Company is closing, which won the best revival, and okay. Patti Lapone won her Tony, and I forget the the guy who I didn't get to see it yet, but the guy who does the big marriage number, he won a Tony as well, and okay. so it's been a very interesting run because like people thought it was going to go on forever, and it's like, nope, we're ending next week. The wow. 27th or the 31st is the end of that show as well. But how about that? History and Broadway merging all in one in the same wow. week. <laughs> well, listen, I wanted to talk to you because I don't think they're ever going to make a Broadway musical about January 6th or, or the hearings. <laughs> but I do think they'll probably invite people like Jim Jordan to do recreations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like these Civil War recreations, this, you know, this, this like racist cosplay. You know they're going to have – they will – if people are willing to dress up as Confederate generals and reenact Civil War battles, they will dress up as Proud Boys with Confederate flags and reenact January 6th. <laughs> I think that we will see happening the rest of our Baby, lives. Baby, let me tell you something. That January 6th hearing was a roaster, honey, because they started calling names. And I, I found that very fascinating when they started talking about those representatives that were all in that meeting that all were looking for pardons. That's right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you don't look for a pardon unless you know you're doing something dastardly. They and all of those people, of all of them, including Jim Jordan, got yanked out of the, the closet for his foolishness, in addition to the stupidness with that Ohio girl and the 10-year-old girl 
who they but they're not going to pay know, a price though. They're they're not going to pay a price for this any more than they'll pay a price for 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 calling the ten year old Ohio girl a hoax. All of these people who ask for pardons, the extent mm-hmm. of their punishment will be the brief embarrassment. And let's be honest, uh, people who vote for Jim Jordan, they don't watch news <laughs> that's ever going to tell them the truth True. about Jim Jordan. True that. Although George Clooney, isn't he doing something about Jim Jordan? He's working on a documentary piece about something in Ohio. I was just glanced over an article. I was like, oh, this should be interesting (laughs) because Ohio is so powerful. (laughs) I mean, what 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 did you think about seeing, you know, all of these these hate groups? I mean, all of these Oath Keepers. And I'm sorry, but they're all just they're they're all just the same to me. And it's it's just, you know what I find was a lie. Trump knew it was a lie all the time. Right. And but but for these particular people, the fact that they latched on to the lie with this this sense of, um, quote unquote, patriotism, that they're going to have their 1776 moment and become, a you know, the guy said it yesterday. He broke it down. He goes, let's basically cut the crap with with the names and call it what it was and say what it is. And it's like that is that is what we need to do It's like this was a plan to basically have a true revolution of sorts in their yes. minds. Yes. And so the fact that these people are sitting around all day long with this kind of <laughs> thought process happening on a regular basis, enough for them to form these organizations to wind up doing what they did, that says we have a lot more work in this country that we need to do because that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And, and you know, I'm glad to see that it's been called out I'm glad that people are now talking about it. But now the question is, is what are we going to do about it? Because, you know, yes, these, these when you say we, get... when you wait, wait, when you say we, do you mean Merrick Garland or do you mean we? <laughs> well, I'm hoping that it includes Merrick Garland. <laughs> Me too. However, he's, you know, the, they can't bring any more crime to him. Because he doesn't seem to be responding. He must be overwhelmed with the amount of crime that is being brought to his doorstep. You know, <laughs> that he can't he can't open the door like it's snow covered. You know what he's I mean? He's incapacitated like, by all the crime. Yes. He's out there fighting you know it in a cape and cowl every night. He just he's too tired. Yeah. You know, it's like and my favorite part was um, you know, Liz Cheney yesterday when she was like uh, we have another witness that we haven't brought on yet, and mm-hmm. evidently somebody made a phone call, and that phone mm-hmm. call was in answered by the lawyer, and the lawyer sent it to me, and we sent it to the Justice Department. And she's like, we're not playing with you. You want to tamper with witnesses? We're going to get you. So I'm That's hoping really that I'm hoping that, you know, Merrick Garland will will have to, he's going to have to step up, because if he doesn't step up soon, he needs to step down. I agree. Because because at this point now, there's so much mounting evidence. It's like I was thinking about when they had Bill Barr, you know, doing his conversations and they were taking snippets of his things. And, it, and I remembered that that's the same mother scratcher who then took the, the Mueller report and, and, you know, pissed around with the Mueller report to the fact that we were, you know, here we are again. We're still right. we're dealing with this. It's like so he's got a lot of culpability in a weird way that nobody's brought back because you know, if they had done what they were supposed to do with the Mueller report from the very beginning and get over the fact that they were like, well, we can't do this to a sitting president. This has never happened to a sitting president. And it's like, yeah, but we've never had a sitting president do the things that this guy has exactly. done. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so, very much. Because he hasn't done these things 
you know, we're going to have to approach this with a whole different perspective. <laughs> this is, what would you do if this were Obama? You know what I mean? Yeah. Play that game. That that should help move the, the needle a lot faster. What would you have done if this were Obama and he tried to over, you know, overtake the election and had, you know, electorates written in and had his attorney oh, general? Keith, pay it forward to say, what would you do if Donald Trump runs in 2024 and beats Joe Biden, but Kamala Harris decides to not certify the electors? What would you do if a vice president chose to throw out electors because people are saying there was so much fraud? I mean, please. She'll, she'll go hide in a bunker like what they were trying to do with with uh, Mike Pence and Joe Biden will have to stay president until we can get this all hashed out. See, <laughs> and then maybe he could seize the power without uh, having to have a coup. Keith, we have you many, know. many, we have many, many people on hold tonight <laughs> who want to weigh in on everything. We are talking about what's going on with the hearings. We're also talking about Joe Biden and his poll numbers. We're talking about Harrison Ford being eighty. I'm so glad you're with us. Maybe we need to get to some Emmy nominations because I haven't even had a chance to look there. But we got to hit a break. You can join the conversation at 866-997-GRIT. We'll be right back. This is Progress. Shall we talk start- to some of the riffraff, Keith? We have an evil do army it. of the night that wants to weigh in. Let's Great. do it. Let's do it. Let's get back to the phones. And thank you guys so much for your patience on hold. Joseph in New Mexico, Welcome. Hi, uh, I, I, John. Hello. I, I'm, I'm a great supporter of you. Thank uh, you. I, I just wanted to ask you about what you thought about a Biden nominated a conservative and a, a abortionist. Uh, Anti-abortion. The, uh, what do you think about that in Kentucky? The fact that not an abortionist, he's that he's nominated an anti-abortion judge, an anti-abortion Republican lawyer to get a federal judgeship. You know, uh, he, here's what I think about it, because it, it, this, this is at the same week that that Joe Biden's promising to use everything in his power to fight for abortion rights after what we saw with the Supreme Court. And this this lawyer, I mean, he he worked with uh, he was Matt Bevin's deputy counsel. He defended the ultrasound law. He is really, really right wing. And uh, so, look, John, John Yarmuth, I've interviewed before. He's a fine congressman of Kentucky. And he said that he was a f- informed of the White House's intent to nominate Meredith by the White House staff. Um, and the governor, Andy Bashar, he said that his team was informed about this. But uh, Governor Bashar said, my understanding is that it has not been submitted, which I hope at the very least means it's on pause. Um so so we don't know for sure if this nomination is on pause or not. And if Joe Biden did this to make some kind of a deal with Mitch McConnell, it's going to have oh. to come out. But if Joe Biden actually does make this nomination, it will be indefensible. And it's not going to be the sort of thing they can blame on far left activists. This will be seen historically, not just by people now in the party. It'll be seen by the history books as an incredible betrayal of the women's rights movement at a time when they need this president's attention the most. I, 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 it's got to be a de- it's got to be part of some larger deal on judicial nominations between Biden and Mitch McConnell. But if that's the case, and like if, if Mitch McConnell's going to agree to not hold up Biden's future nominations anymore, they're going to have to tell us why this is happening. Joe Biden can't just do this and not explain what deal he cut. What do you think? Right. 
Yes, I, I agree. There we go. I'm not going to flip out and yell at Joe Biden right now and condemn him. I'm waiting to see what 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 actually plays out here. Okay, uh, fair enough. I just okay. find it sickening ahead, that Jason. he's even making a deal. Like, like there should be he should be as far away from that whole side of any kind of conversation, I know. any type of interaction. I know because he he is desperately now in this place where he needs to not lose a lot of ground in this this midterm. Because if yep. you lose a lot of ground in the midterm, then say goodbye to your party. You know, come come the twenty twenty four election. And that's why if Biden goes through with this and nominates this particular lawyer to a judgeship, I promise you I will be the first one to criticize it. And if he has a good reason for it, I will acknowledge his reason and I will still criticize it. So there's really uh, no reason at this point. Like you yeah. it's like we've seen what's gone on with the court system because of Mitch McConnell. So like if this is a deal that he made with Mitch McConnell, why are you making a deal with the devil? That's, and again, that's what like, you're doing. I, you know, I support Joe Biden's agenda. This nomination has nothing to do with the agenda Joe Biden ran on. So exactly. I'm, and, I'm staying and, true and, to the guy I voted for. Goes, Go ahead. Right. If he goes through it, uh, through with it, John, and then, then what, what would you think? Well, then I would say, there you go, conservatives, once and for all, stop calling Joe Biden a liberal. How many times do we have to say it? He was he's always been a moderate. He acted a lot more liberal. You know, he tried to run two campaigns at once. He tried to run the return to normalcy. I'm going to be the sane guy in the room. I'm the boring moderate. Mm -hmm. And then he also tried to tell the left, I'm going to be your next FDR. I'll be your champion. And and I couldn't believe like, wow, old Joe Biden is the most progressive version of Joe Biden ever. He should hang around Bernie Moore. Um <laughs> Look, if Joe Biden does this, he's going to lose followers he can't afford to lose. It's exactly. going to hurt his party. It's going to it, it's going to hurt a lot of people. But if he's doing it as part of some larger judicial deal, I'm willing to hear the terms and understand because I'm a grown up and I understand that politics is about compromise. So I'm just going to wait and see how it plays out. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, fair enough. Uh, Thank you. John. I, I, I support you. I love you. I love you, too, Joseph. Thank you so much. Uh, let me go right now to Bill in Florida. Bill, thanks for your patience on hold. Hey, John. Good evening. How goes it? Good. How are you? Doing, doing well. Uh, I, I tweeted you earlier. I have, a bitch, I have a, a bitch with Bruce Springsteen, and I love his okay. music and all this. And let me go on quick about it. Okay. So in this, this, I, I thought about this yesterday uh, on Twitter. When he when he uh, when he announces tour, he's right. going to be in, at the Amway Center in Orlando, and I'll okay. get to that in a minute. But okay. in April 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 2016, he boycotted. He said "fuck you" to North Carolina. Yes, uh, over the the uh, the trans the bathroom bill. I do. Yeah, the bathroom bill. You remember yeah. that? So I do. Yeah, and I and I, I remember he Ringo did too. By the way, go on. So fast forward to uh, next year. He's going to be playing the Amway Center. The Amway, uh, the Amway Center, the, the, the building's owned by the city of Orlando. The, uh, the concessions and all that are owned by the DeVos family. Uh, that DeVos family, Betsy DeVos wow. and all of that. Mm. You know. Nice. So my, my, my concern is all these liberal, uh, by, and, and again, Joe Biden could say, fuck you. I mean, not Joe Biden. I mean, uh, Bruce Springsteen could say, fuck you to the uh, DeVos family. Because he has the he has the power, he has the platform, he has the money. He could do what he did. Because look at what the the Voss family, 
they own DeSantis. They own Trump. They, they I are see what you're saying. So you're saying if Springsteen will boycott North Carolina because of the trans bathroom law a couple of years ago, why is he playing Florida now? Yes, and he could certainly play uh, the Citrus Bowl, which, uh, which is in Orlando. He's played it before because I saw him there 30 years ago. So, so I your issue is not all that. You have no problem with playing the state of Florida. You don't have a problem with him playing the state of Florida. You just have a problem no. with him playing the venue he's playing. Yes, and I'm talking about, you know, and I'm talking about, like, I tweet, I was going to tweet him, but my tweets mean nothing. I tweeted James Taylor earlier this year. He played the Amway Center. And I said, James, okay. you know, why are you doing this? You're a liberal. They're all liberals, you know. They're, they're, they're putting money in the coffers of the DeVos family with the concessions, the beer, the T-shirts, all that shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Why do okay. it? Why come here? Why play somewhere else? That is, a, a, you know, that is my complaint. <laughs> you could say fuck I you. Hear you. He has the listen. Money, you know, I, I totally get it. But this is this is the thing. This is the purity test won't work. Every artist is going to do something that upsets you. Every artist is going to make a compromise to play to a certain audience that's going to upset us in some way. That's just how art yeah. works. So I'm, I'm with you on it. I, I, I totally get it. I, I don't think this is a case of Bruce Springsteen betraying everything he ever fought for. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But like Alan John played, uh, he got a million dollars for playing at Rush Limbaugh's wedding. You know, so that's right. You know, they do things that goes against us. You know, but that bothers me he, a lot he, more. He, by the way, that bothers me a lot yeah. more. By the way, yeah. Elton John took a million dollars to play a concert for the most prominent uh, uh, figure to oppose Elton John having the right to marry. Yep. Yeah. Which I don't get yeah. that either, but. Hey, it's a million dollars. What is there to get? That's it. Elton got paid. That's yeah. all it is. But, you know, maybe it's even in, in, in the defense of Springsteen, maybe he doesn't know the, about the DeVos family having that kind of connection. So instead of getting upset with him, perhaps you should just try to inform him of that and then say, do you still want to keep playing in these particular venues? We've also got However, to realize that every venue you play as an artist of that stature, you're going to be dealing with union violations. You're going to be dealing with evil people yep. in the business. You're, I mean, the Rolling Stones had to deal with Donald Trump putting his name on on, on posters for them when they played his hideous yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, when you're playing at that level, you're going to have to go into business with some bedfellows you'd rather not get in bed with. That's true. Well, oh, well. Yeah. Bruce, oh, well. he has the power. That's my point. I hope I hope I he hear hears you. it. All I right. hope someone's listening. Someone's listening okay. out there. I'll by. tell him when I we'll see him. Next. He owes me 10 bucks. I'll tell him when yeah. I see him next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are you Harrison Ford fan? Keith, come on. Well, I mean, as a, a fan of his work, generally, like I. You know, I was a, a Han Solo kid. I was. Okay. Um, I do enjoy. What was the movie that he did with um, as the with the um, the Amish um, witness? Oh God, by witness. Peter Weir, witness. Yes, great. Film. That was a fabulous movie. Love. Danny Glover was in that movie too. Yeah, Danny Glover um, was in that movie. And, and his recent stuff. I mean, I I just I don't follow him enough to be concerned. I know no that's worries. a terrible thing to say. And I probably should, you know, I could I could have lied and looked some stuff up, but like I really don't follow him that much, except for things like, you know, I was sad that they killed him in that Star Wars movie. Yeah, he was great in that. <laughs> I was a little was bummed about that. that. But you know, what was the one with the robots too that they just they did a remake of that again? With the robots. Oh my god. The weird kind of robots it was in the nine eighties. Oh shit. Oh, Blade no. Runner, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, it was great. I love Ridley Scott. The re- 
I Ridley love Scott. the sequel. He's amazing in that sequel. He's amazing. Yeah. In that movie. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, cool. you know, right. uh, yeah, that's, you. that's 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 my. So, I mean, I'm not a wild Listen, about. You're gonna come. Nothing. You're you're gonna come to me about musicals. I'm gonna come to you about sci-fi films. We're gonna have a good time either way. <laughs> we gotta take a quick break. When we return, more of your calls at eight six six nine nine seven grit. This is progress. California in Queens. Welcome. You're on with Keith. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Hi. Well, hello. Oh, hello. I'm happy Hi. to be here. Happy oh, to have thank you. Thank you very much, John. And uh, it's nice to be here with you, uh, Mr. Price. Thank you. Oh, thank, well, you. thank you. All right. You know, you guys were talking about, um, I called about the baby born bill. Okay, I'll get, get to that in a minute. Um, but look. The House of Representatives and the Senate, yes. the Democrats, they are going to come up with uh, some some bills that, uh, uh, in terms of con- contraception, and quite frankly, the, these bills are going to be uh, filibustered. Okay, if if, if the House right. and the Democrats in the Senate they come up with a bill trying to codify well, uh, marriage mean, equality, those right. bills are going to be filibustered. They will Every be. You're right. Bill that, that the Democrats are going to come up with to um, offset what the Supreme Court has done is going to be filibustered. So look, Sad but true. this is what we need to do as Democrats. We need to come up Tell with me. a bill that we can use in the election in November 22 so we can uh, beat the Republicans from now until then. Now, look, I've come up with this. Tell me. I want the Democrats and the House of Representatives to come up with what I call a Baby born bill. Okay. That is what a is bill that? that funds socially and allows for another million to two million babies that's going to be born that were not going to be born because of what the Republicans did. The baby born bill. This is smart. I like what you're doing. Go on. Go on. Okay. So now if, if you come up with the baby born bill and you fund socially the programs that you're going to need allowing for an additional one million or two million, whatever number you have, babies that's going to be born in our society, let's fund them now. Let's come up with that bill now, and then that now, listen, that bill will be filibustered too. It's it's not the point that you want to pass it. You want to use it in the election. You want to put yeah. the Republicans on mm, the uh, defensive. You want to Benghazi it. You want to Benghazi it. I'm not going to fund food stamps more. I'm not going to fund anything more for these children. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what I love you it. have to do if you are a Democrat. you got to be more aggressive. I like it. That's what it is. The baby Standing up and cheering. born bill. I need to see it. California I, from Queens. I certainly need to say it. So, and yeah, all right. I'm glad, glad that I'm, you took, took my call, and it's, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> always a pleasure, sir. Listen, I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to steal your idea and pretend it's mine and come off as brilliant by arguing for this, okay, because I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. That's I great. Thank you, California. Really, really appreciate it. By the way, Keith, I'm actually going to be doing a, uh, a, a, I think the Democrats should do a bill where they'll buy free designer Swedish baby carriers for all parents. And that's the baby Bjorn bill. Uh, because anybody who's had a child will get the baby Bjorn reference, which is no one at this point. Listening I, to this I don't have a child, but I know what it is. Sean and Callie, welcome. You're on with Keith. <laughs> 
Hey, brother. Hey, comedy daddy, you are awesome. I, I'm so, I feel so privileged to be on with both of you. Right, you me too. Me too. You're just do. blowing them, you just gassing me up. You better stop. You better stay. You have to take me out to dinner. <laughs> oh, okay. When I get up there to New York, I will do that. All I'm right. I mean, no, I'm, I'm happily married, but I love my comedy daddy. Okay. All right now. Are you okay. Not I'm weird yet. Too? Not weird yet, <laughs> yeah. but we're getting we're getting weird. We're, we're getting there. We're getting weird. We're That's cool. the township of weird. We're getting there. Okay. Hey, it doesn't matter where you get your appetite as long as you eat at home. That's my saying. Okay. Now. We have now bought a timeshare in the town of Weird and we are <laughs> staying here it seems. <laughs> So, and I might as well just go with it, right, John? So I'm going to say, people, do you understand instead of buying toilet paper in this country right now, be smart. You should be buying condoms at large amounts, right? (laughs) Yeah. Stock them up and make sure that you're the ones that can be on the, uh, you know, black market selling those. Or, or the regular market nowadays, we can sell anything on uh, the Internet um, okay. because, you know, they're taking every single freedom away from all of us. Well, not and every I'm single one. They'll, they're, they're, they're making a lot more freedom for deranged people to get mass kill machines. They love that freedom. Oh, well, okay. And rapists to make make people have babies. Yeah, rapists will now have the freedom to pick out the mothers of their children in half the states. There's some freedoms mm-hmm. they're very fond of. And if you have a yeah. grandfather with boundary issues, the party is on. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this is where we are. This is where we are. So so I totally agree with that. And, and my thing is, you know, in order for us to there, there is really right now, it's just a matter of are you ready to fight for this? And it does have to happen at the ballot box. Are you yep. ready to actually confront your family members and, and friends and things? that see things in the world that are like, listen, you know, I know that it's really wonderful that children have this amazing imagination about Santa Claus coming down that chimney. Mm -hmm. But you know what? When you are a a, a grown-ass person, you know, you need to understand that Santa Claus didn't really do that, and, and it's okay, and it was a wonderful time in our life. And now it's time to be grown-ups and, and understand that this country can be dissolved by a bunch of these backwards-ass, not-knowing-Santa-doesn't-come-down-the-chimney people. Hey, Sean, <laughs> thank you so much for the call. I want to get to as many callers as I can before we break. Frank in New York, welcome. John, second-time caller. Hello. I'm so glad um, you came back. I don't know what, what made you think it was safe to come back, but I'm glad you did. Thank you. I, I, waited, I waited about a month or so. Um, Why not? I like, Thanks. Uh, those, those ideas about the abortions are bright on. They're hilarious. They're great. Anything that shows you guys is the fraud they are. Don't you think a, a guy like Biden, what, he's in, in, in the Senate for what, like 35 years, all right? If there's not a guy here that, for term as an example better than him, I don't know who it is. Because, I mean, he's always playing both sides of things. And he says he, he believes in one thing, but he does something else completely Biden? different. Yeah, and then for example, the uh, the green agenda, right? So he, he he comes in strong, he gets elected, and uh, he signs. He basically cancels all the the pipeline, et cetera, and the rest of that stuff. 
But he didn't cancel a pipeline. He canceled the extension for Keystone XL. Correct. Keystone is still there. Yeah, but go correct. on. Thank you for getting it right. But then he's dealing, dealing oil with, with, Russia, with Russia, right? I mean, and, and uh, he opens the reserves and he sells some oil to, to China, too, getting to China somehow. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand this. I think that they are desperate to deal with high global oil prices and global inflation. And I think that they are going to try anything they can throw at the wall to bring the price of anything down as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with you. If that's why he's after saying he would never meet with uh, Prince MBS. He's right. going to go meet with Prince MBS. I mean, you know, and by the way, like they're, they, they are making some progress. We might find out about a deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel by next week. Like there could be good things still actually coming out. And this just came in, by the way. Biden nominated five new federal judges, did not nominate the Republican abortion opponent to a judgeship in Kentucky. Did okay, not. Thank God. It. Yeah. It was like, clearly somebody stopped him. <laughs> well, clearly someone in the White House is listening to the criticism. This is why it's important. We're not in a cult. We can mm-hmm. criticize this president's actions without helping to get Republicans elected. That's it. I thought it was a great idea that the previous caller had. I was wondering, if, what do you think about this? This is just off the cuff as well as we can hold. Um, negotiate the amount, the amount of abortions you can have per year and see what that see how these clowns would dance on the pen. If they had to actually negotiate a number, each, each clinic could do. Maybe. I don't know if I like that idea. I'd rather have these states negotiate how much higher their taxes will be to pay for all this precious sacred life they're That's forcing better. women to have that they can't afford. Yeah. That's better. Right on, well, man. But the Democrats should be pushing and saying, well, since we're going to if you're going to go down this road where you're going to make these women have these babies, then you will have WIC. You will have exactly. food you stamps. Will. You will have everything. You will, you will take Medicaid expansion do if it, it doesn't kill you. Uh, Keith Price, how do our listeners follow you and keep up with all your doings? You can find me at Comedy Daddy on the Twitter and KeithPriceComic.com. Put it everything else. Very good. It's so good to see you, Keith. Thank you, you so too, much. You too, Poppy. Thea Harper, who I want to say yeah. has been a great boss all week. What a great boss. Yeah, Chris, who? We love having Thea run this thing. <laughs> Thank you to Corey for running the boards tonight. Thank you all for listening. I'm sorry if you didn't get to your calls. I will get to your calls tomorrow night right here on SiriusXM. <laughs> 